Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. Y'all, your girl has been struggling like, ugh. I think the pandemic is finally like starting to get the best of me mentally. So I posted on Instagram the other day. It was just a picture I had taken a while ago. But the caption of the post said, my creativity has been MIA and it's annoying me. I haven't used my planner at all in 2021, but also I keep ordering stickers, whatever. I have zero motivation to do anything. I need something to snap snap me out of it. I'm self-medicating with food and no exercise. Orders one-piece swimsuit for the backyard from Target. I need spring to at least get me moving around the neighborhood or something. How y'all feeling? So I have had idea on top. Um, I can't talk. <laughs> ideas on top of ideas. And I do nothing with them. I'm not motivated, inspired, encouraged, or even in the headspace to pull them off. Like half of them, time got by and they did not occur. So I just kind of crossed them off the list. But I have been struggling to just feel like myself again. I'm not motivated with work, at home, like nothing. I feel like I wake up and the sun rise, and then shortly thereafter the sun sets and a whole day is gone and I don't have shit to show for it. So over the weekend, I was like, okay, so I have to figure out some something. So I pushed myself to do some of the ideas that I had for weeks. It took me three weeks to do the one thing. So I had an idea for this reel, which turned out really, really dope. We'll put a pin in that for now. So I had an idea to do um, this reel. So I love Dressed in Joy. It's a, a brand, a lifestyle brand, I would say, by Michaela. And um, her prints are dope. I have three of her prints. And so I had this idea to mix and match those. Um, they're joggers, track jackets, joggers, and hoodies. The pieces that I have in particular are. And so I had this idea to mix them with my Mess in a Bottle t-shirts that I got from Target for Black History Month. Y'all, I sat on it for three weeks, like just nothing in me was moving. And so finally this weekend, I was like, okay, you have got to force yourself. Now, I will say once I forced myself, I felt good in the moment. Also, a bitch was tired. I don't know how y'all do these TikToks and these reels with these fancy ass transitions and outfits. I'm too old for that shit. I was sweating and I was like, yo, this is stupid. (laughs) But... It came out really nice. Funny thing. So I did this reel based on an idea I told you about in my head, right? I'm going to link it in the description. Posted it to Instagram and y'all have been loving it. So here's the funny. I So I'm dancing in the reel. I wasn't listening to a stitch of music. Like nothing was playing in my head or otherwise while I was doing this, right? So I put it all together. I edited it and I sent it to my bestie T and I was like, I need a song what's a good song that would go along with it so I had one song in my it's a new song I don't even remember the name of it it's by some young hippity hop somebody but I like the song but it didn't match up to my movement so (laughs) if she's trying to help me find a song she says so what were you listening to and I said bitch I wasn't listening to shit she was like so nothing was playing no bitch nothing was playing Okay, after you listen to this story and you look at the reel, you're going to die laughing because it wasn't shit playing and I was straight grooving, grooving. Anyway, we found the perfect song. By we, I mean she, and it worked out. But yeah, sis was tired. So I did that and I did, I snapped just some pictures. Um, Y'all know we live at Ikea. That's like our second home. Since the last time I've talked to you guys, I've probably been to Ikea four times since then. And at this very moment, as I'm recording, my husband is at Ikea. Matter of fact, he went to one in College Park (laughs) and he got everything he needed except for one item. So he is literally driving to the one in Baltimore right now. 
anyway, it's a lifestyle. So I pretty much finished my closet. I want a new light fixture, but that's not a, a quick and easy thing because I have a recessed light in my closet. Um, but since then, we have also done my husband's closet. It looks good, y'all. Anyway, I'm going to do a tour and share all of that. <laughs> but y'all know Ikea is like my second home. We need to just set up space in like the showroom or some shit. Um, so what else have I done? So last week, nope, a week and a half ago, um, Nori and I did a Crudes uh, media event. So it's based on the Crudes New Age movie. It was really fun. I hadn't done traditional press during the pandemic, but they did a really good job of virtually bringing us in and it was interactive so um we got to speak to paleontologists and the artist and um some of them who do the animations and the drawings and stuff. like we got to talk to a lot of people but they also had it interactive so the kids were like making puppets similar to what they saw in the movie and it was a really nice event um she and I had a good time it was good bonding for us um and we loved the movie. We had already seen the movie. So that was dope. Um, what else? Valentine's happened since I last talked to y'all. Did y'all have a good Valentine's Day? I had ideas in mind. And the place that I was dying to try out tried to play me when I called to place an order. And they were like, oh, our dining room is so full. We're not taking orders. Bitch, what? And then the bitch on the phone had the nerve to say, oh, we're so busy. We can't maybe call back tomorrow. Bitch, tomorrow's not Valentine's Day. Why would you say that to me? I was pissed. I was ready to cancel Valentine's Day. Do you hear me? I was done. So then I'm like, oh, I'll suck it up. I had my mind on seafood. I was ready to get crab cakes and all this stuff. So I'm like, all right, let me find a backup that's suitable. So my other best friend, Chrissy, was like, well, what about bonefish? And I was like, uh, they're just okay. I've never met anyone who loves bonefish, but they're close and convenient. I'm about to throw the whole day away. So I'm going to try them. Call them and they're like, oh, we're so busy in the dining room and we're behind. I appreciate his honesty because he, or it was a girl. She was like, I'm going to be honest. We're behind. And so she was like, we can't take orders right now. And I was like, I'm about to go home and put on my Mima pajamas and go to fuck to sleep. But when I got closer to home, I decided to call them one more again. And the guy who answered said they were taking orders. So I placed an order. So... I, in fact, did not cancel Valentine's Day. So I had decorated the table for the kids and they had Red Robin. That was the meal that they wanted. So we did that. We exchanged gifts, um, me, babe, and the kids. And that was fun and cute. And then they had their Valentine's dinner upstairs and then they went back to gaming <laughs> like they usually do. And then um, we had the basement set up. So we had pulled out a table and decorated it and... Bay had these LED lights like running up under the sofa and he set it to candlelight. That's literally a setting on him. And so the, you know, the flickering of the lights and stuff was like candlelight. It was really cute. We plated our food and we watched a movie. So I had bought a movie projector that you would normally use outside. And so we used that in the basement and watched a movie. So I'll tell you more about the movie when we get into what Mimi's watching. But it was a good, good time. Um, lastly, what else? Oh, Icy Park dropped. Did y'all buy anything? This collection actually sat around. So I ended up buying one thing. I bought a pair of joggers. <laughs> Why not? Um, I fucking love joggers. I live in joggers, but I love the funkiness in the prints of these joggers. So if you're familiar with the Icy Park collection, the base of the jogger is white, but it's like a million things all over it. So those are the ones that I ordered. But um, I would go back and check like after I ordered. And a lot of stuff was still sitting around. It did not sell out in a manner of which some of her other collections had. But also she didn't drop about two or three collections relatively close together, whereas they're normally spread out far apart. So... I don't know. There were a lot of pieces in the collection that were not my zhuzh anyway, but I guess the people was buying them or not. All right. So that's it for your Mimi update. Okay. So let's get into your pop culture. What we talking about? So ooh, I feel like there's a lot going on here at the end of February and um, I need to put this shit on my calendar or I'm not going to remember that they are actually taking place and then I'm going to be pissed. 
but my brain is definitely at a place where it cannot be trusted. And so I should act like I know better and put these reminders on my calendar. So the first thing I'm excited about is we getting a new verses, y'all, on the 27th, which is this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, D'Angelo, yes, Mr. I want some of your brown sugar himself, is going to do verses. Now, this one's a little different than what we're used to. It'll be live from the Apollo Theater in Harlem. And it is called D'Angelo and Friends. I have no idea who his friends are, but I'm I'm here for it. Whoever he has, I'm here. Now, in my mind, I imagine that said friends are of the R&B variety. Because D'Angelo, shit, damn, motherfucker. Ooh, listen, I'm excited. You should be excited. So I'm going to have my wine on chill. I'm ready to reminisce, to body roll, and sing at the top of my lungs. So um, I don't know what I'm going to wear yet. I still got time. However, my face is going to be in the virtual place. All right, moving on. So Issa Rae and Lala Anthony are producing a horror comedy called Juju. I don't even remember where I heard about this. I think on TV. And I was like, wait, what? Let me look this up. So they are executive producing an upcoming horror comedy. Um, It's based on Angelica, who is the founder of The Shade Room. And she'll write the script. Apparently, I think she wrote some other scripts at like Sundance. So she ain't new to this. Um, Y'all know horror is not my genre at all. But it's a comedy, so I'll see. Plus, I love Issa. So I'll check it out. There's no date at this time on when it'll come out. All right. Moving on to Tabitha Brown. So we talked about Tab last on the last episode because she's coming to the shy. Well, listen, Tab's glow up keeps fucking glowing up. So now she's dropping two books. One is an inspirational book, like so, like that. That's not what it's called. And a cookbook. (laughs) Y'all know Tab's voice is so soothing. I need to go listen to her so I can get my mojo back. That's exact. After this, I'm gonna go listen to Tab because Tab be giving us the pep talks that we need and everything. And her voice is so soothing. If her voice was a drink, it would be brown liquor. Like, it's so sweet. It's still relatively straight up and it's smooth as fuck. That's it. That's all. Okay, so our virtual bestie is going to give us some another reason to love her. And um, the inspirational book is called Feeding the Soul because it's my business. And that comes out September 28th. And then right after that, she's going to drop her cookbook. I'm not interested in her cookbook because also I'm not interested in being vegan, but I'm really excited for her. All right, moving on. So Regina King is doing another thing and I'm super excited for it. So this time she is going to do a biopic called Shirley. She is starring in said biopic and she is going to be the former Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm. I'm excited about this. I'm so excited about this. So the biopic will center on Shirley Chisholm's historic uh, presidential campaign in 1972. No, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is not the first in case you don't know your black history. Um, And so it'll take place um, obviously in the 70s. And they'll also touch on um, her being the first African-American woman in Congress, period. Um, and that took place four years before she ran for the presidential campaign. Um, Regina King will produce the film under her company, Royal Ties Productions, with her sister, Raina King. I did not know that, one, that she had a sister and that they did business together. But I like the idea. There is no release date on when that's coming, but I'm excited about it. Um, all right. Do y'all want another Biggie documentary? Are you here for another Biggie documentary? There are a lot. There are a lot. And guess what? They throw on one more at us. Although, I will watch this one. 
So this one is going to have a different angle. I feel like a lot of the documentaries are about his rise and then subsequently his fall uh, of him being murdered. But this one is more about him as a person, his childhood, his values, his upbringing or whatever. So it'll feature commentary from his friends, like his tight knit friends, not necessarily like industry people per se. Um, his mom, Valletta, is going to uh, be a part of it. You know, Diddy's going to be a part of it. Is there anything related to Biggie that Diddy is not a part of? Um, and then Faith Evans, obviously she was his ex-wife and the mother of his son and Little C's and some others. This one is going to be a Netflix original and it is appropriately titled Biggie. I got a story to tell. So um, I like that they're working the angle of only sharing and speaking with people that are closest to him. Um, I think it might give us a little something that we haven't heard before, or at least in a way, a more intimate kind of look at him. Um, so he is the son of a Jamaican immigrant. And so because of that, it gave him the opportunity to kind of see the world beyond the hood that he grew up in. Um, and then they'll have some unreleased behind the scenes footage of him. Um, and of course they'll like go through the neighborhood and stuff like that. So, um, his mom and Diddy are executive producers and it comes out on March 1st. So that's next week. It'll be here real quick, fast and in a hurry. And speaking of another other totally unrelated, we are getting a new Tom and Jerry movie. And yes, I am 41 years old, but I'm so fucking excited about this movie because nostalgia. So Tom and Jerry are coming back to the big screen now. Um, it's coming out in theaters, if that's your thing and that's your business. And on HBO Max, which is definitely my business because I'm not going to the theater. It comes out this Friday, y'all. This Friday. So it is not a fully animated movie. And I forget what you call it. So it's regular people with animation. Um, I've seen the previews. The trailers are out and it looks funny, 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 funny. I can't wait to watch with the family. So this time they're in this hotel in New York and there's a wedding going on and some other stuff. And it's Tom and Jerry's typical hijinks. Of course, they get a cat to try and get rid of the mouse problem and blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm excited. I feel like my son has seen Tom and Jerry's stuff. I know he has. I don't know if my daughter has. Oh, I might have been a failure on the parenting part. Anyway, either way, we're going to watch this and report back. But I'm super excited about it. I'll need to get us a theme going because y'all know I like to do too much um, and have us a movie night at home. I think that'll be fun. All right. So that's um, Friday. Now, also on Friday, Friday about to be popping, um, the United States versus Billie Holiday. Yes. An American biographical drama filmed by Lee Daniels. Um, it's based on the book, Chasing the Scream, The First and Last Days of the War on Drugs. What? Um, so the movie introduces Andre Day as Billie Holiday. My husband is going to hate this. <laughs> My husband is so bothered that Andre Day has one song and no album out. And he's so sick of hearing the one song. But visually, I think they did a good job with her. And this is the first time she has acted like this is a tall order, though, for your first time out the gate. Um, she's got an incredible voice. So the singing part is is easy, 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 easy. Um, Yeah, I'm 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 going to tune in. Like I said, I'll be watching it because <laughs> he ain't about to watch. But I think it should be good. Um, And then. Two days later on Sunday, Don't Waste Your Pretty comes out. Um, this is based on the novel by Demetria Lucas. Um, the novel was called the same thing. And it's a group of tightly knit friends kind of sorting out their turbulent life issues and love and all that other stuff. Um, they obviously rely on one another to kind of figure out their next move jobs romance family the everyday life stuff get a little complicated so this one airs on tv one so if you are interested or you are a fan of demetria or just want to check it out that's an option 
Um, what else took place? Ooh, Naomi Osaka won the Australian Open. This is her fir- first, her fourth Grand Slam title. She is killing the game. She got some bomb collaborations and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for her. Like we're so used to seeing um, Serena dominate and that's bomb too. But it's nice to see some other black women also in the field who are also dominating. I think that's super dope. Um, moving on, Dave Chappelle. So some episodes back, I, we talked about Dave Chappelle and how he wanted everybody to stop watching the Chappelle show because they had fucked him over and had not done right by him. So this is your update. Dave Chappelle has officially ended his beef with Comedy Central over the rights to the Chappelle show. So Netflix had put the Chappelle show on back in November, November 1st. And then Dave went on his Instagram and posted this long video about how he had asked them to pull the Chappelle show from Netflix. So, you know, he's got these multi deals with them. Um, He's doing comedy specials and everything. And he pretty much explained why. And so on the 24th of November, so just 23 days after they had it on, Netflix agreed to pull it for him, which was boss. Because they were getting a hella, hella reviews. So they pulled it. And um, Dave Chappelle, like I said, he had gone on his Instagram and aired out his grievances with Comedy Central. And they sound, they were very fair and very honest. And um, yeah, well, Dave went back to his Instagram. (laughs) And he said after he had it pulled that Comedy Central reached out him to make things right. I think that's dope as fuck. Late, but definitely not ever. Um, so I think that better better late than never. But I mean, it sucks that it took this long, but I'm glad that they hooked a brother up. So he stopped. He asked us to stop watching. So the ratings would plummet and they did. You know how much power we have? Like this is just a very simple and basic example of the power of the people Damn. So it was it wasn't really profitable for them in a way that they would like. So um he got his shit back. So he got his name back. He said he said I got my license back. I got my show back and they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. He also went on to say you can now resume watching the Chappelle show and it is back on Netflix. So Netflix put it back. Um that's bomb though like to have a network back you in such a way that's dope as shit so in his uh video on instagram he thanked netflix the co-ceo for his courage to make such a bold move and he also thanked um the guy at viacom cbs for making the pass right and then he said finally after all these years I can finally say to Comedy Central, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Ooh, talking about some fucking money moves. That's dope as shit. That is dope as shit. I'm excited for him. And um, shout out to everybody who quit watching. There is strength in numbers because that shit worked. All right, that's it for fuck. Mm. That is it for pop culture. Okay, so let's get into what Mimi is watching. I feel like I've been watching the things. I have been watching the things. Um, so nine one one. Ooh, nine one one has been so good. So they had left us on this cliffhanger episode, trying to figure out what Buck's family secret was. Then we finally finally found out that Buck had a brother that died and he knew nothing about it. Well, in the episode from last week, they gave us all of the who, what, when, where, and why and explained the whole story. And it was a dope episode. Um, I'm still watching The Equalizer. Um, So episode two came on last week. It's still good. I still want to smack the daughter in her mouth, but it's still good. I think I have another episode on my DVR because it came on last night. So I will check that out. Um, If you are a fan of the Ellis's of DeVal and Kay, 
um, Deval is in the new episode. So I can't wait to watch that. Um, what else? I think I told y'all. I don't know if I told y'all. So I did uh, To All the Boys Marathon. I watched To All the Boys I Love You. Then I watched the PS I Still Love You. And then I finally watched Always and Forever. And it was so good. Oh my God, it was so good. My bestie T did the same thing. It was good. Um, so I also told you that Babe and I watched a movie <laughs> on Valentine's night with our dinner and we watch Seriously Single, which is a Netflix movie. That movie is wild as shit, y'all. That movie is wild as shit, let me tell you. So it's a based on two girls and their besties and they got a whole lot of shit going on. <laughs> One is like social media um, expert in her field, but she also is a social media whore. She has to share every nuance of her day and all of that other stuff. She's also hella obsessed with being married and she needs a man clearly not comfortable in being herself. And then she's got her bestie who is the exact opposite. She don't need a man. She need a good time. The movie is hilarious. Um, I love the way the story unfolds. It is both, uh, slightly predictable, but then unpredictable. Um, and it was funny, like babe and I both enjoyed it. We definitely both got our laugh on. So that was a good choice. Uh, I love a rom-com. And then we watched Judas and a Black Messiah, which was heavy y'all it was so heavy so it's the story of bill o'neill infiltrating the black panther party um per fbi agent mitchell and the whole j edgar hoover shit um and then as the party chairman fred hampton ascends falling for a fellow revolutionary um en route a battle of wages for o'neill so y'all this movie was crazy it was heavy if you don't know the story full disclosure i did not know this story my husband always teases me that i i went to a white high school i didn't go to a white high school i went to a mixed high school whereas my husband went to a black high school he could count the white people in the whole entire building <laughs> clearly we've had two different uh upbringings so he already knew about uh Fred Hampton. So Daniel Kaluuya um is Fred Hampton and then Lakeith Stanfield is um the FBI dude. Um Bill O'Neill. And then um there was this chick, she's not a chick, she's a grown ass woman. Her name is Dominique Fishback and she was Deborah Johnson. She was the boo to Fred Hampton. Um, and she's in Project Power, but I don't watch that. That's a spinoff from Power. Um, she was so good. She was really, really dope to watch on screen. Um, so it was a good movie. Historically accurate. Um, heavy though. Definitely heavy. Um, what else? Young Rock came out last week. That's The Rock's new show. It's funny. It was cute. I enjoyed the first episode. I'm definitely looking forward to more episodes. And um, Nori and I didn't watch it together, but she watched it and she enjoyed it too. She thought it was really funny. I'm always looking for new black sitcoms for her to watch. She and I started watching Family Matters today from episode one of one. Um, and so she's getting into that. These, these are the rites of passages. And this is how you know you raise your children right. Um, what else? SNL. Regina King was on SNL. Excuse me. Oscar winner Regina King. Let me put some respect on her name. It was good. <laughs> her monologue called out white audiences for just figuring out who she is and that she's a star. Um, meanwhile, black audiences audiences have loved her since she was Brenda on 227. She got them together and that shit was funny. They had a Gorilla Glue skit that was funny as fuck. <laughs> she and Kenan Thompson. Oh, my God. They played these like, okay, you know, you see those lawyer commercials. And it's like, if you have this or if you suffer from mesophilioma, then we can help you get some money. Some shit like that, right? So they were these hack-ass lawyers looking to profit off. <laughs> People who do dumb shit like put Gorilla Glue in their hair. 
that shit is funny as hell. Um, they also had a skit called Flea Ona. And this was a sketch where Regina King was like, a, she was a superstar. Like, thank Diana Ross. She had big hair. She had on a bomb, glittery, like, silver dress. Um, it was set in the 70s. They're, like, in a dressing room. And her assistant was a total and complete failure at his fucking job. And she would be like, so did you get this on my rider? And essentially, he hadn't gotten any of the shit that was on her rider. And she slaps the shit out of him. It was a funny sketch. All these sketches are up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> there was an elbow skit that was funny as fuck. So um, if, if you're alone this year, go play with your elbow. <laughs> so the skit was hilarious. And it was presented at a school to students by like this women's theater group. Except for they replace elbow <laughs> or they replace penis or yourself for elbow oh my god it was funny as shit like i said you can find all of those on youtube but they were a good time i told y'all i only watch snl when people that i like are hosting um what else oh my new show i watched was called it's fast foodies so it's it's just an easy feel good like guilty pleasure it's about food and i'm fat and it's funny and hello <laughs> Um, so it has three chefs and what they're doing is they're recreating fast food items, right? So the chefs are winners of Top Chef and then Iron Chef. So they got their receipts. They know what they're doing. So there are two rounds to the show and the first round is a copycat. So they remake whatever this popular fast food item is for the, oh, excuse me, for the episode. And then round two is the remix where they put a spin on this fast food item. So think something simple and unclassy gives bougie as fuck. Um, I can't remember if the show is 30 minutes. I can't remember. But um, it's an easy watch. It's family friendly. Very, very much so. So each episode has a winner and they get a prize. And then the other two chefs have to suffer some sort of consequence. And the consequences be funny and random as hell. So the first guest on the episode was Joe McHale and he had some sort of Chicago dog um it was called Portillo's um and it's a Chicago hot dog and the shit looked nasty to me but whatever and so they had to make it and he judged and then for the consequence y'all they use a you know the little guns they use to shoot t-shirts into the crowd at sporting events yeah they used that and shot wieners hot dogs at the other contestants the shit was funny it was really funny and then on the second episode it was actor comedian bobby lee who was also in um pineapple express if you've seen that and his food of choice was mcdonald's egg mcmuffin that was funny <laughs> that was really funny and then i think i watched one today and oh what was that boy's name he was a rapper and Gator, I think, may have been his name. Black dude. And his food of choice was the Hawaiian pizza from Domino's. So it airs on True TV. It's just some fun shit to watch. All right, on to some big shit to watch. <gasps> Queen Sugar fucking returned. Y'all, season five dropped on Tuesday of last week. And oh, it immediately, immediately took me back to all of the fucking feels. First of all, Nova got some new hair, new hair. Who this? She done chopped off her locks. Her shit is still shaved on the sides, but she's giving us something different in season five. Oh, the Landry's are still doing white people shit that they always doing. So in the opening episode, um, remember Miss Landry? Uh, was brought up on some charges for burning down the mill. So in this episode, she is being sentenced. And in typical white woman fashion, this is her sentencing, right? This means she's already been convicted of this. She is speaking to the people in an alleged fashion and a judge bust up and was like, no, bitch, I'm not gonna let you try and change the narrative. This is a sentencing, bitch. This is it. You did this shit. You can't act like this is alleged. This has been proven and you are guilty. White people shit, y'all. Oh my gosh, she irritated me so bad. Um, So Nova also launches her paper company called True Papers. So we'll have to see what that's about and how that unravels this season. And then y'all, 
I fucking love me some Ralph Angel. I swear I do. I swear I do. Oh, oh my God. He is just so loving and so endearing. And I love that. Like, I love how he's such an amazing father to Blue. And like, I just, I just adore him. Like, that's it. That's all. Um, So, yeah. There were some big announcements that took place in the episode. I won't ruin it all for you and tell you. But um, if you are a Queen Sugar fan, then by all means, you should have already watched this shit. Okay? Um, What else did I watch? Oh, Hip Hop Uncovered. So I believe there are like four episodes on my DVR. I don't know if that's it. But I've watched two. So the first episode, no, both episodes. Both episodes so far include a whole bunch of people. Most interesting to me is Deb. So Waka Flocka's mom, who is Miss Deb on Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta, they share her story. So I knew Deb managed artists and stuff like that, but I had no idea about her story. I didn't know how she got in the music business or anything. She legit. She's OG and gangsta as a motherfucker. So she's from New York. So they talk about how she got involved, how her brother was like this big drug dude and everything. It was really good. Um, I like watching shows like this. I like to watch documentaries about hip hop. Um, And this one is different. It's not one that I had seen before. It's not stories that I heard before. And some of the shit they were sharing, I was like, so did y'all flee the country? And that's why you're so so comfortable sharing? Because I feel like if they watch this, somebody gonna come tapping at your motherfucking door because they were talking about people they killed and it was gutter. So it's like a little bit of... um, it's hip-hop history, but it's also criminal activity, <laughs> like straight up. Anyway, I'm halfway through the four episodes that are on the DVR. It is good. They are long, though. So if you're not like a, a fan of hip-hop or documentaries and such of hip-hop, you probably ain't going to be into it. Um, all right. I also watched Miss Virginia. Miss Virginia is a movie that came out in 2019. And it stars uh, Emmy winner Uzo Aduba, also known as Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black. It stars Niles Fitch, who plays young Randall in This Is Us. And Amira Van, who is in the underground, which I didn't watch. But Amira Van is currently the bitch giving Charlie Bordelon hell on Queen Sugar. So, you know who I'm talking about. And then Ajene... um, Ellis, she was in the Clark Sisters, First Lady of Gospel. She's also in Lovecraft Country, and she was in When They See Us. So it's a great cast. So Miss Virginia is based on a true story about a woman named Virginia Walden Ford, and she was a struggling single mother. She was from a low-income neighborhood in D.C., And she wanted a better school system for her son and the kids in her neighborhood. And she fought. She fought, y'all. The whites gave her a hard time and the blacks gave her a hard time. She fought. And the streets, the drug streets gave her a hard time. Um, But she fought and kicked everybody's ass to create a scholarship program for her at-risk son and other children like him. Ultimately, she won. Uh, But it was such an incredible story. It was... I feel like it takes you on an emotional roller coaster, which to me is a sign of a good show, a good storyteller. So it was um, it was really good. If you have not watched, I'd say do check it out. It is a worthy watch for sure. So that is it for what Mimi is watching. Okay, so let's talk about Buried by the Bernards. I intentionally left them out of the What Mimi is Watching segment because, bitch, we got to get into it. Y'all, I have a new guilty pleasure. This is the best shit on the internet, on the Tizub right now. Have y'all heard of Buried by the Bernards? Have you seen it? Please tell me you have. So I posted about them on the gram asking... And y'all showed up and showed out for me because you commented and you have been watching and you have been loving it and loving them as much as I do. So if you have been watching and you have watched already, then you already know where this is going to go. If you have not, 
please offer yourself an intervention immediately and get right with the Lord and watch it. So it's only eight episodes of goodness, but boy, do they pack it in for us in those eight episodes. So yes, Buried by the Bernards is what it sounds like. They run a funeral home. Now, there is nothing sad about this show. It isn't what you think based on the title. Um, I watched because I saw it had been trending, you know, like on Netflix, it'll be like the trending shows or top 10 or whatever. It was one of them. I had no idea what I was in for, but I saw some black people on the thing and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. All right. So, oh, the show is focused on like the back office dealings of this funeral home and the family members who own it. So if you're like all skittish about funerals and gory, it's not that. It's not that at all. It is funny as shit. Let me tell you, you will laugh. You will laugh out loud. You will rewind back and be like, what did he say? And laugh all over again like you didn't just watch it a second ago. Let me tell you. It is the thing that your mind needs to cast all your cares away to just be fully engulfed in this show and tune out everybody and everything. This is not your typical reality show. But um, Netflix described this as a show um, that manages, a family that manages their budget-friendly funeral home while helping grieving families say farewell. That shit is the suck-ass description based on what you are, in fact, watching. Let me just tell you. So, um, (laughs) the funeral home is called R. Bernard Funeral, right? So, they went viral for one of their commercials back in 2017. And in the commercial, it boasts about their... 1865 funeral package right so $1,865 you could have a full ass funeral y'all know it'd be costing more than that just to cremate somebody right okay so in the commercial Uncle Kevin acts like he's a corpse and he pops out of the coffin when he hears the shocking price of the funeral home's low prices that joint is pure fucking funny oh my god now they are also known for their drive through viewing window yeah, you thinking exactly what I said. So the building that the funeral parlor is in, um, that they own, it used to be a bank and they kept a teller window. Legit, it's a bomb idea though. Let me just say that. Especially for folks who like don't like funeral homes, um, but they want to pay respects. They can't stay for the service. If you don't want to get dressed up right, like you just got off work, you just want to swing by and pay your respects. Um, this is perfect for you. You don't have to get out of your car, but you could say your farewells or whatever. This is the ultimate pandemic pivot. Let me tell you. I know their stock went the fuck up during the pandemic for a drive through funeral. Do you know how many people have died during the pandemic? And the regulations are like, oh, you could have five people or you could have 10 people and that's it. If you just go to our Bernard's, then you good, right? You could ride by. Say farewell to aunt so-and-so, uncle so-and-so, get your closure and go on about your business, COVID safe. So, oh, so the show follows this family as they go on about their everyday life. Um, And <laughs> let me tell you about the cast of characters that make up this amazing show. So the owner is R. Bernard and R stands for Ryan. And there's a funny-ass story they share in the episode on how he got his name. So he's the father of two daughters. He is popular among the ladies. And he likes to fucking play video games. You will see him playing video games in the funeral home. Then there is his mother, which is obviously also the grandmother to his children. Her name is Debbie. Debbie is off the goddamn hook. If you got a spicy ass grandma, she's she's probably a Debbie. Debbie thinks she the boss of everything and everybody. Now her and her son are supposed to be business partners together. No, mama don't work like that. She is the HNIC and that's it. That's it. <laughs> she is very old school. She thinks the girls are lazy. She think everybody's lazy. So one of the daughters is um, pregnant. 
And her grandmother was like, why you need time off after you have that baby? You know, as soon as I had your father, I came back to work. She was like, you lazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> she had a fucking baby. And she was like, grandma, I want some time to bond with my baby. And she's like, the baby gonna know who you are? <laughs> Listen, this woman is off the hook. She is funny as fuck. So there's also a scene in one of the episodes where she invite her best good girlfriend over and they are gossiping like old biddies, like some for real Bonita betrayals over a McDonald's hotcakes <laughs> breakfast platter that they are sharing. This is how me and my bestie is going to be when we get old. I already know it. I already know it. The shit is funny as hell, though. They strong and wrong about their information that they gossiping about, but it's funny. So then there is Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin is the brother to the mother, Debbie. Uncle Kevin. Is my favorite person on this whole damn show. He is always, always on. Always on. I don't care what is going on. He's always, he talk about himself, right? How his life is, his life is strictly pimping. Now he says that from nine to five, he's strictly business. But from five to nine, he's straight pimping. Y'all got to see what Uncle Kevin look like. He dressed like a pimp. He say, what did his sister ask him? Something about if he wore fedoras. And he was like, no. Meanwhile, he had a whole bunch of fedoras hung up. He was like, he wear pimp hats. Uncle Kevin is the star of the show. Now, I won't quite go as far to say that if Uncle Kevin wasn't on the show, the show wouldn't be successful. But the show is what it is, large in part to Uncle Kevin. Okay? They could go on without him, but it would not be the same. If you have ever had or seen or been in the company of an uncouth uncle, that is Uncle Kevin. He is inappropriate, but not like too much. No, he, he's too much. He's not too much. So it's not like in a, in a sexual manner or anything. Uncle Kevin say whatever he want out of his mouth and he talk like a pimp. So just some basic everyday scenarios, Uncle Kevin got some wild ass responses for. So um, there are so many things that he says that is hard to not love him. So they went out to eat and they were asking Uncle Kevin about something, how he wanted his food cooked. I think he was at a drive through and Uncle Kevin's answer was, I want it grilled to the wellness. Y'all. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is grilled to the wellness? What the fuck is that? Listen, I laughed so damn hard. So um, not only does he say funny stuff, his mannerisms are equally funny. So outside of Uncle Kevin are um, Ryan, the owner of the funeral party, his two daughters. So his oldest daughter is Deja. And uh, there's some interesting backstory that they share on the show. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you have not seen it, but whew, it was some tea. So she's 25 and she has two little girls. So she is pregnant on the show and she ends up having her baby on the show, too. So that part plays out. Um, the show, they are located in Memphis, Tennessee, and they are so southern and so country and their accents are heavy. Um, now, what was dope for me is because I've done so much work with St. Jude and St. Jude is located in Memphis that some of the landmarks and stuff they were showing. I was like, oh, I know where that is. So then there is Reagan and Reagan Bernard is the youngest daughter and she wants no part of the funeral business or the things that make it run. Now, she and her sister work in the office at the funeral business, but anytime they ask her to do anything that requires her to leave that office, she not down for her. She only wants to be in the office doing paperwork. She is skittish. She is squeamish. And she's not down for anything related to death. Now, she's young. So she just graduated high school real time last summer. And now she attends the University of Memphis. But um, her and Uncle Kevin are a hilarious pair. So Uncle, Uncle Kevin shows up to pick her up from her bougie private school one day in the hearse. And when he pull up, her friends are dying laughing. Like, yo, <laughs> your uncle just pulled up to meet you in a hearse? 
Yes. So you'll have to see how the episode plays out. It's funny as shit, though. And then there is Tavion. So he's not a Bernard. He's not blood. They definitely welcome him into the fold. Um, Tavion is all about the funeral home life. From the rooter to the tutor. Like, there's nothing you could ask him to do that he wouldn't do. He is the exact opposite of the daughter, Reagan. The exact opposite. So he wants to learn the ins and outs of the business. And he said he has since he was four. So his mom died when he was a little boy. And he said he hung around her casket like he was the undertaker. And so that's what caused him to be so interested and obsessed with like the whole funeral home life and everything. Um, He is a gentle giant for sure. He's got this real quiet southern charm and gentleman-ness. Gentleman-ness. Is that a word? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, But he's got this like really quiet demeanor. He's really loving and endearing. Like if you were going through the loss of a loved one, like he's the kind of guy at the funeral home you would like to work with. Like even his tone is real, it's real monotone, not void of emotion though, but it's just real melancholy and soothing. Um, But he rolls up his sleeves and does everything. So he wants to know how to do the paperwork. He wants to know how to make up a body, how to embalm a body. Like he wants to know it all. Now, Uncle Kevin Uncle Kevin is a certified mortician. He can do the things. Uncle Kevin makes up the bodies. Oh my God. In one of the episodes, Reagan takes him to a makeup class because he needs to update his makeup skills on doing bodies. And that shit, oh my God. Funny, funny, funny. Let me just tell you. Um, If you have watched (laughs) Buried by the Bernards, do let me know. If you have not, please, oh please, put it on your things to do list like ASAP. And then meet me on a gram and let's talk about it. So there's already a post. You can't miss it. Um, it's a black outpost. It's got my face on it. Say notes from Mimi. And it says, I need to know who's watching Buried by the Bernards on Netflix. So after you watch, report back to that post at Mimi Cute Lips. And let's continue to talk about it because it's one of the best things on TV. Now, I haven't heard anything about them getting a second season, but they fucking deserve it you hear me deserve it Ugh. yes to feel good tv and yes to more black people come on family all right y'all y'all done held on you done held strong thanks for tuning into another episode of mimi said what Ugh. i appreciate your love i appreciate you rolling with me thank you for subscribing to the podcast for leaving a rating and a review you know i fucks with you you can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi said what? Until next time, cuties. <laughs>